Hello and welcome. This is Diane Lake, your host, and I'm going to be sharing how you can understand and apply the prophetic through practical terms, practical ways, and practical means that make it relevant to your everyday life so that you can prepare the way for the Lord's purposes to manifest in the earth. This is Preparing the Way, the Practical Prophetic. Well, hey guys, welcome back to episode 19, which I've titled, So Much Has Changed Since COVID, Now What? Well, it's good to be back. I haven't done an episode in maybe a month. So my husband and I recently went through the coronavirus. Now that's probably not that unusual these days. There's a lot of people who have it or have had it. So what we had done is traveled for ministry to some meetings. It's the first time we've flown, actually, in about a year and a half. And we caught it from someone there at the meeting. So it's been a few weeks. I think we're on the third week now of recovery. So my voice might sound still a little bit congested or hoarse. I'm going to pray that it holds out for the episode. And we do have a ways to go, but we're doing okay. Uh, One of our children might have it now and actually has already been vaccinated. So that's interesting. So um, there's so much going on with this virus and how it's affected our world, how it's affected all of the people we know. You know, you might have been affected in your family or close some some close friends or someone you know that's died. I mean, that's really a serious thing, obviously. So we want to just be current. We want to be talking about things that matter. So we're going to talk about some practical aspects concerning the virus. And I want to talk about some things that I'm hearing the Lord talk about and even other people that I respect. Okay. Cause we want to know the bigger picture. What is God doing? That's important to know, but then we also got to get from day to day and understand how to navigate this. So there's kind of like the spiritual aspect and the practical aspect. And that's what I love to do is bring those together. So it's not like I have a lot of notes in front of me today. It's just going to be like a conversation with y'all. I just want to catch up. I haven't talked to you for a while. Now remember, you can always email me at info at starfireministries.org with your comments or questions and even your prayer requests. If you've got COVID, if you've got someone that you need prayer for, for COVID, you know, let us know. We might not have time to email each and every one, but we will pray, okay? So I just want to share some things that are on my heart, share some practical wisdom, some life experience I've learned. And again, like I said, some things that I'm hearing the Lord talk about. So here we are three weeks out, maybe since we first caught it. Uh, First few days were especially rough since then, you know, it's been more of a uh, uphill climb for a couple weeks, but we're on the other side, I know. Uh, So some things that are important for us to do, my husband and I, I want to share with you because I feel like we have some wisdom, our age and stage of life, all that, that we can pass on. So first of all, one thing that we feel is very important to do with sickness, we're talking about COVID especially right now, but be sure to be decreeing, number one, decree over yourself that God is your healer. Be declaring declaring scripture over your life, okay? So it comes from Exodus 15, 26, what I just said. And in that verse, the Lord says, I am the Lord who heals you. Now, this was Exodus. This was the old covenant. We're under the new and better covenant, says Hebrews. So we can certainly claim this promise through the blood and body of Jesus 
and expect it to be true, okay? Now, I'm not talking about the name it, claim it kind of faith out there. Not that that's a bad thing if that's what you subscribe to, but I'm talking about the fact that the Bible itself in Hebrews 4.12 tells us that the Word of God, the Logos Word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. It's alive. It's powerful. There is a supernatural quality to the words that are recorded in scripture and I believe our bodies can respond to that even if they do not understand you know we are sometimes thinking in Christian circles we tend to disassociate the spirit the body we think of the the spirit as being eternal and something of God and that the body is earthly and temporary but I want to remind you that we are made in the image of God and that's the whole man the whole woman is the whole image of God, okay? We can't separate it like that. And besides that, we're not going to be rid of our bodies even after death. I don't know if that's a new concept to you, but I'm going to just talk about that for just a minute. We will be bodily redeemed by either the act of the translation or the resurrection. I don't know if you've contemplated that or not. The last act of redemption by Jesus and his work is the redemption of our bodies. Philippians 3.21 tells us that Jesus will transform our lowly body so that it might be conformed by his, into the same as his glorious body. Now, the body that Jesus is sitting in at the right hand of the Father right now is the same one that he had on earth. Born of a virgin, ministered in it, crucified, resurrected. Of course, in the resurrection, it became glorified, immortal, eternal, but it is still flesh and bone. And Jesus is going to be redeeming our bodies in much the same way. So that the saints who lost their bodies through death, when he comes back, they will have their mankind bodies resurrected. And those of us, if we're here, we don't know if we're one of them or not, who are living at Christ's return, will have our bodies changed to immoral bodies at that time. So why am I telling you this? Well, it strikes me that sometimes we don't treat our bodies well as if they're not worth our attention. Like they're earthly, they're temporary, they're not eternal or spiritual. Well, these bodies, of course, are not the ones that we're going to be having translated or resurrected. But Paul tells us in 1 Corinthians 6 that our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit, right? And I think sometimes we forget that. So even though the context of that passage is about keeping our bodies pure from sexual sin, there's still that aspect of keeping our bodies healthy that is our responsibility. So really what I'm talking about is stewardship, okay? We only have this one body on earth, like I said, until the resurrection or translation. And if we don't take care of it, we're stuck with what we've got, right? So remember, I told you I got a new vehicle. I love to keep it washed. If the weather's warm enough, you know, a couple nights ago, it was a little warmer in the evening. My husband and I were washing it. I appreciate it. I like to keep it nice. We maintain it, right? My husband's going to get the oil changed even this week. It's a new vehicle, but he likes to get it changed after a thousand miles or something. So in other words, we maintain our things, and I'm sure you do too. So you wouldn't neglect to change the oil in your vehicle, right? And yet, you know, somehow we expect our bodies to run well when we don't maybe take care of it or show a lack of appreciation for it even. So I like to say there's God's part in things and there's our part in things. So we'll be talking more about the spiritual aspect in a minute, but let's talk about 
practical aspects right now. Let's say we're filling our bodies with junk food all the time, fried food, processed food. Then we're asking God to heal us, right? Whether it's coronavirus or something else. So I think something's missing there if that's the way that we're treating our bodies. So remember, first of all, I said, be sure to be decreeing over yourself words of scripture, like God is my healer. But the second thing is, take care of your bodies on a regular basis. This is something my husband and I are very careful to do. We always have been, especially after his heart attack and as, you know, our years are advancing. So I'm saying be proactive, get the rest you need, eat a healthy diet, Eat lots of fresh foods like veggies. Get regular exercise, even if it's just a walk every day or a few times a week. Uh, We don't want to be reactive. Like, okay, now I'm sick. Now I'm really in trouble. What should I do now? I mean, sometimes that is what it takes to wake us up. But you don't have to go there, right? So we've been very proactive regarding covid now, there's a lot of things you can research on your own or talk to your health professionals. Um, but something we've done for at least the last year is we've been on a vitamin reg- regimen. Some of the things we take are vitamin C, D3, zinc. We eat very healthy. Now, that doesn't mean that you can't indulge in sometimes, you know, in, in a dessert or you know whatever it is that you really enjoy eating but I honestly feel better when I'm eating better and you get used to eating better I think your body just understands that it's the kind of foods that it needs in it so it just performs better now of course seek the medical assistant you need that that could be number three if we're going to number them all Uh, we did take ivermectin before we went on our trip we took it during we took it after so that could be part of why we were not as sick as a lot of people that i'm hearing about it but again we were very healthy beforehand too so i think that could also have something to do with it but here's the thing i have a zero issue zero problems with seeking medical assistance from doctors or whatever when you need it. I do not see a conflict with that as far as trusting God to be your healer like I just talked about. Now just because I trust God to provide for my daily needs, that's what we pray for when we pray the Lord's Prayer, right? Give us this day our daily bread. That's what you're saying when you pray that. Just because I trust God to provide for my daily needs does not mean that I don't go to the grocery store, right? You do it. I do it. I'm trusting God to provide, but I'm also working to bring in income. I'm going to the store to buy food. Or if I'm a farmer, I'm preparing the ground and I'm planting and I'm harvesting as such. I'm trusting God to provide, but I'm also doing my part. Okay, so there's God's part. You know, he's our supernatural healer. And then there's our part. We need to practically take care of our bodies. Okay, so I know you can see what I'm saying there. So as I said, just because we don't expect food to drop in our laps doesn't mean that we're not trusting God. Same with doctors and medicine. When you need it, you need it. So believe me, in our family, in our household, we definitely keep prescriptive drugs to a medicine, to a minimum, any kind of medicine to a minimum. There can be way too much dependence on pharmaceuticals, I believe, as opposed to proactive measures and preventative measures like I've been talking about. And even the side effects, you know, is a whole nother realm. But I just want to point out some things. You know, sometimes the obvious doesn't even get talked about and we don't want to miss that side, the practical side. Uh, 
So number four, and for numbering these would be, uh, I would encourage you to anoint yourself, your family, whoever it is that is sick with this virus, with oil. You can find that principle in scripture, such as in James chapter 5. We did it. My husband and I were already sick. I put oil on him and prayed. He put oil on me and prayed. Hey, if you don't have the actual kind of scented healing anointing oil or something, use cooking oil, motor oil. I don't know. Just find some oil. You know, it's not the thing itself. It's what God is doing through it as you show your faith in his word and in his name. Okay. Take communion. Even daily, take it for yourself, take it for your loved ones, take it for those that you're praying for that are sick. And of course, obviously be praying to the Lord for your healing. Because here's the thing, it's never coming back to what it was, all right? We're post-COVID, we're in COVID, whatever. I, I don't really know what's coming. I don't know what things are going to look like. I don't know where we're going to go from here, but I do believe that even hearing it spiritually, as far as prophetically from the Lord, it's not going to be what it was. All right. In fact, some of the shortages that we are starting to hear more rumblings about and see now, I have a very, um, what would you say, uh, high likelihood of believing that this is going to get worse before it gets better. And in fact, I'm going to just do a quick commercial here. Okay. I'm going to encourage you to go listen to the podcast. There's three of them from late March into mid April that I titled preparing for change and harvest parts one, two, and three. So just to tell you what that's about a little bit, um, there was this period of time, three weeks or so, when the Lord was talking to me about preparing at a practical level for shortages and hard times. In fact, one of the main principles to take away from that is that do one thing that you haven't done so far. You know, maybe you live in an apartment and you don't have extra room. At least get one case of water and have it on hand. Uh, okay, so I'm going to talk a little bit more about that as we go towards the end, but please go listen to those. If you're at all a person who is seeing some of these shortages hanging over us right now as potentially getting worse, ask the Lord if that's something for you to go listen to. Now, cpnshows.com is one place you can listen to them. Obviously, iTunes, you can find these podcasts on our website at www.starfireministries.org. Wherever you listen, you can go back and find those. So I do want to say, I'm clearly, uh, this is my stance for sure. I do believe that sickness is of the devil. Coronavirus, COVID, it's the devil's work. Absolutely. There was no sickness when God created man in the garden, period. It came as a result of sin. But here's my question. What if God were using it to prepare us for what's coming? Maybe to even toughen us up a bit. In preparation for its coming. I do think harder times are coming. It's just what I've been hearing the Lord speak of. So maybe it's just that thing that we didn't think it was. It's not of God, no. But maybe he's going to use it in our lives, okay, if we let him. Even suffering, we don't like to think about it. But God uses it in our lives to ground us, to build us, to make us into his image, okay? He will redeem whatever happens in your life. That's scriptural, Romans 8, 28. I often hear the Lord say over and over, how is it that we prepare for the coming glory? How do we prepare for the coming glory, for the revival that's coming? But here's the thing. I think some of it is practical because if you're sick, 
if you don't have food and water on hand, then when the glory comes, when the revival comes, you're not only not prepared yourself and you're scrambling around trying to take care of your own needs, you can't help other people and you can't focus on the harvest, okay? That's why those three podcasts are titled Preparing for Change and Harvest because I think it's related, okay? They're practical has to be addressed so that we can be spiritually where we want to be as well. In fact, concerning revival, I even had a recent dream where I was telling people how Asians, it was kind of like I could see the Pacific Rim, but what the Lord was touching down on was that those who are of Asian culture, uh, the Pacific Islanders were especially going to be experiencing revival. Like, it's coming. And then after that, I was telling people in this dream, it's going to be spreading to South America. So I mean, that's really exciting. We're heading towards some exciting things. We are, but don't think necessarily that it's going to be all fine as far as all the aspects of our physical lives. Okay. Because maybe there's going to be some hardships and we have to be prepared for that. Now, last night, um, it's the opening at Christian International of their IGAP conference. What does that stand for? International Gathering of Apostles and Prophets, I think. So I'm recording this on October 19th. So last night, October 18th, um, I worked kind of late, but I caught the main part of Bishop's message on the live stream when I was done working. And it was very important to me what Bishop is saying. I, I like to stay current with him. You remember that old E.F. Hutton commercial? Um well, when Bishop talks, I listen. I don't know, you might not be old enough to remember that. But in any case, um, he was talking about the parable of the talents. And the context of this was Bishop felt like he heard the Lord say that over the next six months, in the next six months, the Lord is really watching and evaluating his people, his saints. And those who are not using what they've been given, the parable of the talents. Remember when the one guy buried his talent, the Lord actually, in the end, told him he was going to be out there where there was weeping and gnashing of teeth. He was not happy with this dude, right? He took his talent and he gave it to someone that was using it. And that's what Bishop is feeling is kind of going on right now. You need to be making a very intentional effort to be moving forward with the kingdom of God, with the things that God is doing, not to get bogged down in all this distraction that's going on. Now, sickness is a lot more than distraction if you have it, a loved one has it. I understand that, but we still have to focus on the kingdom of God as well, not just what we're physically going through here on earth. And the other thing that Bishop said is that he feels the Lord says it's very important. One of the things we need to be doing is to demonstrate the gospel of the kingdom. Okay. It's more than just salvation. It's the demonstration of the kingdom of God, the sign that it is at hand. We need to be doing the stuff. All right. Moving in all the stuff. Mark 16 uh, in the Great Commission part 15 to 18 says, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. These signs will follow those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. It goes on to say they will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. All right, we need to have that in our life operating. We need to be doing these things. Matthew 10, 7 and 8. Jesus was sending out the 12 and he said this, As you go, preach, saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons. Freely you have received, freely give. 
All right. So I want to challenge you. Are you walking in the miracles? Are you praying for people and seeing them healed? And if not, just do the goods. Just lay the hand on. Just pray. And if it doesn't work the first time, pray again. If it doesn't work that time, pray again. You know, most of the miracle workers and people who have um, that focus in their ministry didn't see the healings right away. They prayed for another, a number of people who either died or didn't recover, but they kept praying. They kept believing. And so if that's where you're at, I'm just going to encourage you to stay with it because God is moving forward and he wants those who are with him and will demonstrate his kingdom. So why don't you pray with me? Let's just pray. Father, I want to pray first of all for any of those who are sick or affected by COVID right now. Either they have it, their family members do, someone close to them. There's so many people right now. We just pray healing right now in Jesus' name. You command us even in the gospels to pray for the sick. You tell Tell us this is something that we can do because we believe it's not our power. It's the power of Jesus that moves through us. So we pray be healed right now in Jesus name. Father, we pray for recovery from what has been lost. You've been speaking to me about recovering to better than before. Lord, there's been a lot of devastation with COVID. We pray for restoration, Father, healing and restoration, whether it's loss of finances or whatever it is in Jesus' name. And I pray over all those who are listening right now that increased faith for power and miracles, Lord, that they may be doing the stuff from now on, from this moment forward from if you have the faith to receive this in this prayer today father activate them right now in your name to go to a new level of power of seeing the stuff seeing all the stuff that you say in scripture follows those who believe as signs and demonstrations of your kingdom in jesus name we thank you amen all right well thank you for listening to this episode of Preparing the Way, the Practical Prophetic. If you've enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe to our show and please rate and review it on iTunes, CPN shows, or wherever you listen because your positive review helps us reach more people with our message. Please remember to visit our website at www.starfireministries.org. Be sure to sign up for our newsletter and you can bless us there by donating. You can read our latest articles and keep up to date with us on all of our social media sites. So thanks again. Stay healthy and I'll see you next time.